Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on November 25th for the Solemnity of Christ the King, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Have you ever known someone who just loves to give people they encounter a nickname? Perhaps maybe you are that person. Uh, who knows? But there are uh, individuals out there who just uh, just kind of have a knack for that uh, for one reason or another, uh, including a, a, a gentleman I went to school with. He's now a priest of the uh, Diocese of Little Rock. Uh, but he just loved to give everyone in seminary a nickname, including the priests and the faculty. I'm not entirely certain that they ever knew that, but he had a nickname for just about everyone. I forget now what mine was, because I never liked it. I never liked the idea of him kind of coming up with a name for me. It's almost as if he, by some a need of his own needed to claim power over others. And to do that, he gave them a new name. He had his own name for them, and so he exerted some level of authority, some level of influence over everyone he met in that way. And, uh, well, I don't like it so much. But there's a tension. There's a tension that exists between who we are and the name that we have. Our parents, each of them, have given us a name, good names. Uh, my parents gave me the name Adam Bradford Carrico to make sure that my initials were ABC. It was wonderful. They're, uh, they're very funny. They're very funny people. God love them. But our name matters, but we don't necessarily choose it. We may, as we go through life, decide, well, I'm going to go by this or I'm going to go by that, but we always have our given name. It has power over us. And so our name doesn't always quite fully uh, uh, define who we are, but it has power over us nonetheless. There's a tension that exists there. I saw a movie recently, I'm still unpacking what it, what it kind of says, uh, but the movie is, is Lady Bird. It's a movie about a young woman who is growing up and discovering who she is. And uh, she's in kind of uh, somewhat conflict with others around her, including her mom for, uh, for, for one, but others as well. Uh, so she's figuring out kind of who she is. Her given name is Christine, but she doesn't like it. And so she gave herself the name Ladybird. And near the end of the movie, there's this interesting dialogue that takes place where she's at a party and meets a random guy. And probably just making conversation, she says, do you believe in God? And the guy says, no, I'm an atheist. Do you? And she says under her breath, how it's interesting that people accept the names that our parents give us, but we don't believe in God. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what she may have meant by that, but I think I've come to the conclusion, at least for now, that our relationship with God 
has so much to do with who we are. It defines us in so many ways. Do we believe in God? Do we not believe in God? Who is God to us? All of those questions are so important to answering the question who we are. And I think she is stuck, especially given her own uh, need for her own name, in that tension between her given name and who she fully is. You see a similar tension, I believe, in our gospel. Pilate, the, the, the Roman authority over the Judea, is questioning Jesus, asking that question that is prevalent throughout the Gospels. Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing? What are you here for? But it keeps coming back. Who are you? What is your name? Where do you come from? Who is this person who's standing in front of them? Of course, the person is God. God made man, infinitely powerful, even greater than the Roman Empire could ever hope to be. He's standing right there in front of him, and he's demanding to know who he is. People say that you're a king. Are you a king? And they have this kind of back and forth where Jesus basically says, I am a king, but I'm not the kind of king that you think I am. See, Pilate has his own ideas of what a king is. They, in the Roman Empire, they have an emperor at this point, but they have a long tradition of having cast kings aside. Kings still have kind of a, a dictator quality for the Romans. And so he looks with suspicion upon kings. He, he doesn't, doesn't quite trust them. Uh, Roman citizens at the time just simply didn't. That wasn't their thing. It's not how they viewed kings. But Jesus is a king, the kind of king that would make the cross his throne, make the cross his altar of sacrifice. He has come to, to give his life for his people, not the kind of king that Pilate expects, not the kind of king that any of us really would expect. And Christ, he is a king. We may, as U.S. citizens, kind of balk at that. We don't need a king. We went out of our way to get rid of a king. We fought a war. Many died so that we wouldn't have to follow a king. What do we need a king for? It's a good question. But is our ideas of what a king is, is that fully who God is? God goes by many names. The Alpha, the Omega, the Almighty. Two names we heard in our second reading. As we move into Advent, we will hear the names God Hero, Wonder Counselor, Prince of Peace. Each of us probably has a name for God that we prefer. But I wonder if the name of God that we don't like is telling us something about God that we need to know that we're missing? What assumptions do we make about God? How do we put God in a box? What kind of nicknames do you or I give God that takes God, who is the king of the universe, so immense that we have to find a name for him to even begin to understand him? How do we take that God and put him in a little box?
He doesn't belong there. He can't really exist there. And so, perhaps this great solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe, begs the question, who do you think God is? And what are you missing by that definition? have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.